This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to I Have to Call My Sister. My name is Stacy, And my name is Kayla. We're here to keep it real, tell crazy stories, talk about why you shouldn't worry about those pounds on your body, and how it's okay to sometimes feel a little cray. Let's go. Okay, so we are so excited for our guest today. I first heard you, Paul. Well, sorry, we have Paul Fishman on our podcast. Paul I, Fishman! Paul Fishman! Uh, we just we just started <laughs> by saying, like, let's not yell, and we're, like, immediately yelling. Yeah. Um, okay, so I first heard you on Caitlin Bristow's Grape Therapy podcast and, like, fell in love with you immediately. Um, Paul Fishman is a self-love coach, business mentor, and a you-do-you activist. I love that. Uh, he also hosts a podcast called The Road to Self-Love, which is, like, amazing. Yes. Listen to them. Love it. Uh, so welcome, Paul Fishman. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. We were just saying before we started recording that it's so weird because we literally met you what 3 minutes ago. Like we li- like we got yeah. we all have like these crazy schedules so sometimes we just got to like get to it and we literally met Paul 3 minutes ago. I don't know why but I feel like we're already friends kind of. It's very strange. Best. <laughs> yeah. The best. The of best friends. of friends. And so yeah. this is what like I guess 2020 is like though, right? Like you just have to basically throw yourself into situations, be confident about it and just go with the flow and hope that you can like talk to these people that you've never met through a screen yeah. and hope that it's all going to be okay. Fingers crossed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we have to go now. Like, yeah. right? It's like, bye. And it's so weird because it's like the most intimate like hours of our lives doing podcasts. I know, but that's why I love podcasts. Yeah, we didn't, we've not, we just started this year and, and it's like the, we've the most honest, I guess, that we've ever had to be. Yeah. So going to my first question for you. What is the moment you decided, like, okay, I have a thing and I need to talk about this thing? Like, can you tell us, like, just a little bit about your self-love journey? And because I know that we all kind of go through the same thing. And when did you decide, like, okay, other people need to hear about this? Yeah, so tell us about yourself Mm. and then how you decided to be a self-love coach. Okay, great. Perfect. (laughs) So... My name is Paul Fishman, as you already know. I am a self-love coach and you-do-you activist, and I am on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally, starting from within. Nice. And my personal self-love journey started 11 years ago now. It used to be 10, but then I got one year older, (laughs) 11 years ago. And I'm going to say over a decade because that sounds sexy. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Over a decade. <laughs> it sounds cool. It does. Yeah, way cooler. <laughs> over a decade ago. And uh, it, it was – I was living in New York City at the time. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. I was a people pleaser through and through. Like I was doing everything for everyone else in my life. Point blank, that's yeah. it. And I woke up one day, looked in the mirror and couldn't – recognize the person staring back at me. I had no idea who he was. I was like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know, but I got to figure it out. (laughs) And really at that moment, I decided that it was time to start saying yes to me. Because as a people pleaser, we say no to ourselves so we can please everyone else and say yes to them. So I just flipped that whole narrative on its head, started saying yes to all the things I wanted to do and no to everything else. And That led me out of the relationship, out of the closet, out of the job that I didn't like, out of the bad relationship with food and money and everything else, and into a 
life where I can look in the mirror and witness myself as my most authentic and genuine self. That's amazing. Which is a, I mean, I listen. If you you would have told me eleven years over, over a decade, decade, over a decade ago, yeah. <laughs> that I um, I would be here talking about my journey and supporting other people stepping into that journey, I would be like, okay. I mean, I I work at Louis Vuitton right now. I sell handbags. What are you talking? <laughs> about? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, and that's kind of what life is like. I think every single day is different, and every single day can be as exciting as the one before. And and that's really like another piece of my mission is just to remind people to celebrate every day. Oh, celebrate yeah. that we get to live this magical thing called life. Mm-hmm. Can I clarify something too? When you said that like you would not say no, do you mean there would be times in your life where you wanted to do something and you would just be like, oh no, it's too like inconvenient for this person or it's too like, what do you mean when you say you wouldn't like say yes to yourself? Let's see. Um, I really didn't want to go to college. I was not aligned with the college life. I really just wanted to get into the workforce force, start working. And um, my parents were like, you go to college or you go into the army. You have those two options. And I was just like, okay, so I don't get to decide what I really want to do. That's wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, another conditioning thing that happened with my parents was like, you will give us grandchildren. And, you know, this 10-year-old boy who likes to play with Barbies and likes to play dress up with his sister. My mom had the most beautiful, like, pink little nightgown that I would just (laughs) love to put on and dance in. in. It's just like, but I was expected to give my parents grandchildren. And so I conditioned myself to believe that the idea that I would want to be in a relationship with another man was wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on top of all the other conditioning that we receive about just like the norm when it comes to sexuality um, was really, really toxic for me. And I said no to my sexuality for so long. And because of that, not only hurt myself, but hurt a lot of other people, you know, who I was in relationship with, who I didn't want to be in relationship with and but I was forcing myself to do it because of something that I was told when I was very very little so those are two examples and just like I went to college for songwriting I wanted to be a performer I I wanted to be the sixth member of NSYNC. Like that was oh my, my dream. But, and mine. But was, <laughs> and and yes. yours. Like and everyone. Yeah. Like casually heard that they want to get back together, but Joey Fatone is the one who's like holding off. And I'm like, I like, can I be, will be the Joey. Joey. Yeah. Oh my I will God. be Joey. Oh, I think it was like on Caitlin Briss's podcast. You like quickly did this like riff. And I'm like, he is amazing. <laughs> and is your, your music on, on your podcast, your music, that's you, right? No, oh, it's not. Oh, okay, it, I just like imagine it's it. Was. Not. Just play it off like you did. I mean, <laughs> I love singing it. The sun is coming out, and we're ready to go. <laughs> we take a ride, and we'll take it slow. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah. But on some of my podcasts, when I interview people who um, are like so- singers or songwriters, like we'll play the songwriting game. I don't know if you've heard any of those episodes, but like we'll be in the car driving, and I'll be like, okay, we're gonna write a song about being happy, and some of them are like 
Record yes. that shit, Billboard top hit. Which this is like literally Stacey's forte. Like, I don't know if you know Stacey's like career is a singer songwriter. I am a singer. I did a, I did a casual stop. Amazing. Yeah. Like, so. Uh, yeah. So she is like the queen of just like writing random raps and like whatever. And no, I but, can't even mm. think of more than no, two wait, words. No, wait. Can I say something though? I Because I'm a singer and a rapper, a lot of people think, especially because I'm a rapper, that I can freestyle. So literally I'll be at like shows and they're like, okay, freestyle for us. I'm like, no, I cannot freestyle. I can yeah. learn fast raps and do them really fast but I have to like memorize yeah. it well, but whatever. I but yeah. honestly no this is like the like I was gonna say loserish thing but it's like the best thing ever I have been practicing my improv skills for songs because so when I'm in the car with my boyfriend we'll like put on like literally like a karaoke track on purpose and just be like the sun is shining in the morning and like just like literally make up stuff because it's a skill if you keep practicing it you'll be amazing and then you write number one hits and then that's how we're gonna be an well, there you go like, you and Paul yeah I'm in you, the car. Guys, we got it. Yeah. We got it. So you have to practice. We'll, we'll start practicing together. Yeah. Kayla. Okay. I want to go back to something that you said too, which is so interesting because it's um a different thing in Canada is the the pressure that your parents gave you to join the army. That is not a thing that, that happens in Canada. I think that's a very American, like I, I don't know anybody who's ever been like college or army. Yeah, like, no no yeah. one has ever no one ever thinks like, "Oh, I'm going to join the army or I'm going to be forced to join the army." Like that's not really a thing here in Canada. So, to me, that's like something we see in movies or something like that, right? Is that something that happens in America? And do your did your parents your parents sounded like they had a very traditional kind of um like were they brought up very traditional as well and that's kind of why they did that with you? Um, you would think. The the reality is, is I'm pretty sure my dad did that because he knew that there was no way that I was going to ever want to be in the army. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like, like you're going. He also saw me like the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I was at 14, like getting a work permit from school so that I could have a job. You know, I had two jobs in high school, not because I needed to, but because I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my dad like saw that, and and it's just I think the idea of going to college. Is becoming very old fashioned it because is. A, it's very expensive, and B, like, what's the real point? Like, my mom was like, she's like, "Are you happy you went to college?" And I said, "No, mom. <laughs> I literally pulled a Cher Horowitz and convinced my teacher to pass me <laughs> after he failed me because I was like over it, yeah, and done." And it's like, I'm not. She said, "But it shows that you could finish something." I was like, okay. Yeah. Not a single one of my clients asks me, do you have a college degree? Yeah. No, I know, one. right? My uh, program that I went, I went to college as well. And it was one of the most expensive schools in Canada for singing and acting and dancing as a musical theater, prestigious, whatever. So expensive. I'm like $100,000. I was $100,000 in debt from it. Like it's crazy. And then uh, someone asked me recently, like, what did you learn from school? And I was like, not anything to do with singing or acting and dancing. I guess I learned like time management and how to deal with crazy people. Like, is that worth a hundred thousand like, dollars? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's, it is. True. I mean, I learn about that every yeah. day on the internet. Yeah. So. <laughs> Google. That's free. That is free. Yeah. So something I'm interested in is I've I heard you talk about coming out and dating girls course, yeah. and whatever. So can you tell us a bit about that and and the actual sure. initial time of coming out and yeah. what that was like. It's not like when I dated women, I was like, ew, gross. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to touch a woman. You know, <laughs> like I I enjoyed like the relationship piece of it. And it's like I enjoyed 
being with women intimately, yeah. you know, I, there was just always something missing from the relationship. And I always found that I was craving like masculine connection, masculine partnership and didn't have that in my right. life. Like I was surrounded by women all day, every day, not only because of where I worked, but like also growing up as a kid, like I was in the chorus, I was in drama, I was in all of the the extracurriculars that had to do with like being creative. And that was like female dominated. Yeah. So I was, cause I'm 36. So I grew up in the eighties and the nineties. And like at that time there was it like, being gay wasn't as, I guess, cool as it is now. And being gay wasn't as okay as it is now. This idea of of even getting married is something that's very new, you know, for us here in the States that, you know, my husband and I, we can legally be married and it can be seen and represented in, in all the states on a federal level. It's really important. And, and is it um, still, are there still some states that you can't? No, you, um, you can get married in every state. Oh, you state. can now. Okay. Um, and it, it, yes. But that must be hard though from like, so you have now pressure from your country. You have pressure, um, to live a certain life that you don't know if you want. So when, so going back to your story now, like when did it all, did you go like, okay, I got to just like come out and make this a thing? Yeah. So, um, I was dating a girl and I was not happy. Like I said those words to her. I was like, I am not happy in this relationship. And she looked me dead in the face and she said, Paul, if you don't understand that this is happiness, this is what everyone's relationship is like, then you will never be happy. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like 23 at the time. And I convinced myself that she was right because she was, you know, really educated and uh, emotionally, well, not emotionally, but mentally very stable. And she made me believe that what we had was true happiness. And I was like, that's, it didn't feel right for me, but I convinced myself to continue on in the relationship. And then I ended up breaking up with her. And she was just, no wrath is worse than a woman scorned, right? <laughs> and so she just, like, made my life miserable. Oh, no. And after I broke up with her, like, it's young young love, if you will, yeah. air quotes right now, because it wasn't really love. And she wouldn't leave me alone until I told her why I broke up with her. And, it, and like me not being happy wasn't enough right. for her. And I said, well, sometimes I find myself attracted to men. She laughed in my face and said, oh, thank God it has nothing actually to do with me. And this is just a phase and you will come back to me and realize that what we have is for life. I just remember like the impact of those words because it was invalidating of my journey and my truth. Um, all because of someone else's issues, someone else's ego, someone else's insecurities and their own lack of self-love. So I ended up starting to date men and hadn't come out. I was just doing it like um, under the under the table yeah. in the closet, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to do, say. And I started dating this guy who was really pressuring me to come out. I didn't feel ready. I was scared, and he made me feel really safe. And I came out, and then immediately felt really weird about it. Not just just because it wasn't my decision. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what's your analyzation? Like, why did you feel weird? Do you think? Um, because I just wasn't ready. I didn't. I wasn't ready to accept that part of me. Okay, yet. interesting. I wasn't ready to accept that I was gay. And this is kind of like the big 
moment that I can take a step back and speak to anyone who's listening to this, you know, like the universe just wants you to be you. Like I have a lot of clients who come to me and they're just like, I'm just really struggling figuring out what my purpose in life is. Like, what's my purpose? And I'm like, your purpose is to be you, period. That's it. End of story. It's to be you. So being me and a part of being me was showing up authentically as a gay man. And I was denying that for so long and making myself so miserable. And when I came out, I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. It just Whoa. fell off of me. It was emotional weight that left my body because I was holding on to things that weren't my truth. Oh my God. And this is something that is kind of just like a phenomenon that I can't explain other than that. Like, it's just like, it was like this weight was lifted off of And me. you literally did nothing different. Like, you weren't exercising more. You weren't eating different. Like, it just came off. Like, you're like, yep. It just came off. Wow. It just came off. And a lot of my clients have experienced this. And and the reality is, is that what's going on is because you're saying yes to you, you're no longer then going and binging on food or spending money where where you're not you're maybe you're not meant to. Like so many different toxic patterns that we have as human beings for numbing and silencing ourselves get dismissed when we say, okay, I'm going to live my life for me. Because why do you grab the food? Why do you grab the extra glass of wine? Why do you scroll on Instagram endlessly? Because you're avoiding something. So the question is, what are you avoiding? Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And and this is really like what um, has brought to light like the pandemic for a lot of my clients and myself included is like we were go, 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 go for so long. And then the pandemic, COVID comes, stops everyone in their tracks, puts them in their homes with their family members and they have to look at their shit. All at once, locked in a room, you have to look at yourself, how you live, what your decision making is going to be like and it was fast. And it's just like, and plus, you have to spend it with someone maybe that you live with and you guys are going to be together every day. So, wow, like what a, a test of a human being that is, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and something something that I find interesting about myself is I've always said that I want like – a, a life coach because I have two small boys and since I've had them I find I and I don't know if this this is probably an excuse but I'm like I literally do not have time for myself like kind of like how you said when you started out like I just would rather please other people and I don't even like think about myself with certain things and with this pandemic I was like whoa like I have time to like even small things like paint my nails and I have time to like do whatever. And it felt so good. But then I, I slowly fell back into where I was before it. And now I'm like, no, I don't have time. I'm back at work. I don't have time. And that was a question you said you want to ask him, right? Was yeah, like, like what happens curious. when you don't have time for yourself? Yeah. I want to know what you're, what you would say to someone that's like, I literally feel like I have no time in the world for myself. So this is, um, 
something that comes up with literally every single one of my clients. Okay. Because the the reality is, is that you feel safe in that story that you don't have time. You feel safe in this just construct that you've created that it's not your fault. You're not the one to blame as to why you don't have time for yourself. Like it's your two boys, it's your partner, it's your work, it's whatever. The reality is, is that when you take full responsibility for your decision to not have time for you, that's when you get to change. Because I guarantee you, like, how are you recording this podcast right now? No, yeah, you have right. time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, you're right. <laughs> we both I know, like, and if oh. it's like, it's like one of those things. Yeah, like to me, this podcast isn't an option. I have to do it. But then before the podcast, I would have come up with something else that I had to do. Like yeah. it would have been right. Yeah. No, you're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have no come back to yeah. that. <laughs> My favorite two words. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> um, well, like here's something, uh, just like a really really quick little word swap that I think is gonna give you some relief as well. This whole idea of I have to, right? I have to record this podcast. I have to do it. What if instead you reframe that to I get to, I get to record this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think of how many times you in your day say, oh, I have to go take care of my kids or I have to make dinner or I have to. Listen, you get to, you have the privilege to have a family. Like you get to have that family. You get to make dinner. You get to be home with your kids. You get to record the podcast. Like think just the energetic shift that those two words have in your body and in your life are going to make the world of difference. I'm getting the shivers. So try it out. No, I know. I feel like now I like I, I'm like, do I want to cry? Do I want to like, I know, I know. I feel like the worst person, but no, no, no. Cause I'm like, I'm not appreciating anything, but it, it's, mm. it's true. Like I'm, yeah, like I need rather than looking at things as a chore or uh, something annoying, like you're right. Like when I buy my coffee, like I have that privilege to buy a coffee or I have that privilege to to be in a warm house and get myself dressed for work in the morning. Like, yeah, no. But can I say one thing about uh, you, Kayla, that I think is really interesting because I want to make sure that you take this in a way that you're not too hard on yourself because I've never met somebody who's so kind to other people and who's so hard on herself. And so Kayla will do everything for everyone. And then I feel like even now you might have changed that into like, oh my gosh, I haven't been appreciating my kids. Like I'm the worst for not doing that. But that's not that that's I wouldn't take it that way. You know what I mean? You're you are very hard on yourself, but in like the kindest way possible. It's really interesting. Well, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Well, let's talk about that. I want to talk about this a little bit more because when it comes to self-love, a lot of people are like, self-love is selfish. I'm selfish, right? I'm taking care of myself. So it takes the care that I can give to my kids away. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of challenge that because when you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't fully show up in the way that you're meant to, right? You are the only you on this entire planet. You are the only you. There is no one like That's you. That's so trippy. You were put on this planet for a very specific reason for to share your gifts. And if you aren't sharing those gifts, if you are sacrificing yourself, you are doing more of disservice to your friends and to your family and the people who are in your immediate circle than saying yes to everyone else. Because what you're doing is you're not showing up as your most authentic self. And that is 
just very sad to me mm-hmm. because what what I want for everyone is to know that when you sacrifice any part of yourself for someone else, you are taking that part of yourself away from that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And that that's not a cute look. <laughs> and I want to be cute. I want to be cute. I want to be cute. Um, yes. so we want you to be cute. This is something Stacey and I were talking about. Um, so we have days where we're like – I'm feeling good, like this is a great day, whatever. And then we also have days where we're like hyperventilating, crying because we're like, we look terrible or well, something. Yeah, can we like, actually step back a second and say, yeah. say the bigger picture too? So I um, also am a motivational speaker and I talk about positive body image. And I am a plus size female. I've been multiple weights all of my life. What we were talking about with Kayla that's so interesting is that we have people that listen to us for those reasons, to feel better about themselves, to feel good in their bodies, whatever. But I will have one day that goes by where I am not practicing anything that I'm preaching. I am super insecure about my body. We had an instance happen yesterday where this Halloween, I'm going to just confess it on the podcast. (gasps) You're going to do it? I can't believe I'm going to do it. I'm I'm even like awkward right now saying it. There's a Halloween costume I've been wearing every single year since high school. And this year it didn't fit me. And I thought I was going to like never like exit my building again. Like I was mortified and I had to do like a talk to myself and say, Stacy, we have different bodies. They change. They grow. It doesn't mean it looks bad that my body is bigger. Like it, 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 it we but you're ha- saying this, but then also like, I'm saying this, and crying. but then I'm also crying at the same time as I'm saying it. So what we wanted to know is what do you do? Um, and ha- and have you ever had the experience of yes you're like you're telling it to other people and then there will be days that go by where you are not practicing anything that you're preaching and you are going back to that old self that isn't the confident you that you are mm. <laughs> well first of all that's called being a human yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I would be lying if I said that every single day was full of self-love. And I think that this day and age, this Instagram, social media day and age where everything has to be perfect and aesthetic and beautiful and it's just, it's totally toxic. Yeah. And also that the silencing of human emotion, like this is a big thing, you know, like where we sit here and we say, it's not okay to feel bad. It's not okay to cry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong for feeling these things. Yeah. My emotion is wrong. You know, there's so much that happens in childhood that conditions us to feel this way about our emotions, but there's nothing wrong with that. I think that if you were just like kind of going through and being like, oh, this doesn't fit me anymore. I'm fine. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Who is that sociopath? (laughs) Like you're like this is really weird, but um, are you a robot? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's okay because you get to be a leader in that space. Like that's what I why I share so vulnerably. That's why I share every piece because you hear that it's okay for someone else to feel the way that they're feeling, or it's okay that someone else has you know a bunch of Instagram followers, but like still doesn't feel any better than when they had less. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it makes it's you feel better. Okay. As soon 100%. as I hear one other person say that they feel the same way, I don't feel as bad about it anymore. And it's and Kayla sometimes, I always say this is a weird thing, but she'll go through days where you're super insecure about your body and you'll be like, I'm hideous, I'm whatever, whatever. And I feel better about myself that day because I, I look at her and go, well, 
is that what I sound like when I do it? But then the next day I might be back at square one again. But yeah. it's interesting. We just need support. It's like if one other person feels that way, so, but like why? Why do we need that? It, I wish I wish I could be original and be the per- the first person that thinks it for other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what's some advice that, to, that you would give for when we're in these states? We'll call them the states. Of, we'll say of Backwards. being a human. Yeah. But like... <laughs> When we're like being super insecure. I have a really great mantra that um, is really powerful and just a gentle reminder that everything is happening as it's supposed to. Um, And it's something that's really powerful when you say it while looking at yourself in the mirror. And it goes like this. I give myself permission to be okay with where I am. I honor the journey and know that I am doing my best. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. I love that. That's it. That oh my just God. do just say those words. But I want to like, hear Wait, like I need to write them down. I want to hear like your voice. I know. <laughs> well, I want to put headphones <laughs> okay, in great. and listen to him say. It. Like I'm just gonna like yeah, just press play. But I know what morning. you mean. Though. I know what you mean. Like I want to hear him say it. But then also, how much harder is it for you to say it yourself? That's the thing. It's I know. easier for someone That's else to say it for you. You know what we're gonna do? Let's write that in the um, description of our podcast so people can actually like yes. read, read it like a script. And I want to like put it on my mirror for the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can actually go to my website, paulfishman.love, and if you sign up for my email newsletter, I will send you a beautifully designed printout just oh, for, my God. for that mantra. Okay, yes, so yes, yes, yes. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So on your website, you have stuff available like that and you can, and so you'll yeah. send us emails and then we're going to feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, then you're going to feel good. There, I have a quiz on there that you can take if you're just like, I don't even know where to start my self-love journey. Just go and if you, it's a five question quiz. It's really fun and I'll tell you the exact thing to do to start and I'll give you some resources to start on that journey. Plus, um, I have like a free anxiety relief meditation on there Amazing. and um, a lot of other free things. That's awesome. My Instagram is free. That's, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, well, we'll remind them all at the end of the podcast too, like what where they can yeah. find you. And like, I feel like this is important. These are resources that people like, I don't know if they realize that they need until they have it. Like even now, don't you feel pumped up right now in this podcast? Don't you? Yes. Like, we've been talking to you for like half an hour. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm good. We're like, I, I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> so so I found it one thing that you said interesting I, I I I sometimes I analyze my own thought process my own insecure thought process you said something earlier that I got I got insecure in my head so you said sometimes a uh, relationship with food like why do we pick it up why do we go to it so I actually have a weird opposite relationship with food where I'm like embarrassed that I want it sometimes so as a curvy person I like sometimes get embarrassed to like eat in front of people if it's like a treat or something because I'm like oh they're gonna think like oh she, of course she wants that brownie or like of course like it's a it's a weird mental game I play with myself so there'll be times where I actually have to remind myself it's okay that you want that right now so when you said that I was like yeah I shouldn't be picking up the food but then I'm like no that is not what he meant <laughs> yeah and, and an insecure mind can take little things 
things that people say and twist it. And that is one thing that we have to remind ourselves to is not twist things that people say to fit your own um, agenda and your own insecurity. Like there'll be times where Kayla will look at me and I'll be like, what are you looking at? And she literally was just like looking at my face and I think it's in a bad way or something. (laughs) So anyway, so I wanted you to talk about, I know that you had a journey with weight. It was, it was weight gain, weight loss. Like you, your body has changed. Do you want to talk about that? Because Mm -hmm. let's, let's hear it. (laughs) Sure. Let's, let's hear it. Let's talk about it. Um, I mean, I was always a curvy lady too. I, I still am. And, uh, it was something once again, as a very little boy, I was told like, when I was 10, what did I want for my birthday? I wanted an agent. <laughs> I wanted an agent for my birthday. Oh my and so my dad was that. just like, no, son, you're too big to to have an agent. Oh, oh. You need to lose weight if you want an agent. And he also said that I want you to have a normal childhood and you you're, you have a predisposition to wanting to party. So if you're going to end up like Lindsay Lohan, if you and are famous, <laughs> like all of the thing, all of the dreams that I wanted were crushed when I was 10 yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. You know, I actually shared this quote. I'm, I don't particularly remember exactly how it said it goes, but like, you know, it's easy to sit and blame our parents or the trauma that we experience. You know, our parents are just doing their very best. Uh, they're they're doing the best with what they were given. And it's easy to sit here and blame my dad for all the things he said to me. But it's just like, I'm a 36-year-old man now. Like, if, the, if I'm still letting the things that were said to me when I was 10 years old control my life, then that's on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love and that. And that's where... When it comes to like my weight journey, I don't even know like why it's so challenging, you know, for, for the world to accept bodies that are not thin or not like exactly the way that the media portrays you're supposed to look. Like when, who decided that a thin body was better than a bigger Mm -hmm. body? Who who decided that? Yeah, you know, and then it's like people will mask their concern for your your weight in like health issues or whatnot. And it's like, girl, I am healthier than you. Yeah, so yeah. You can walk the other way. <laughs> That's always you know, been like, our problem it, in life too. Is like we. I remember an instance happened that I felt like it traumatized me at the time, and my friend will know who she is, but she's like what they would see on a magazine kind of cover body and it was her and I working out in a gym and I was training her how to lift weights and someone came over to us and said oh Stacy, you're getting trained by your friend or whatever and I was like oh my god they just assumed that she was training me yeah. and I wasn't training her and that that traumatized me for years to come after that I was like I'm never having a gym partner again but like it, it it's so interesting because that to that person that I walked by they they immediately just assumed oh the skinnier person is healthier the yeah. skinnier person knows how to work out like it's it's very interesting but that's just what they learned because that's what media shows us right yeah and I actually before I was a uh, a um, a self love coach I was a personal trainer nutrition coach spin instructor Pilates instructor and like I I taught eleven spin classes a week. And did my own workouts. And I was obsessive. Yeah. Because I was so terrified that my clients weren't going to want to come to my class unless I looked a certain way. That's so interesting. And I I was probably, although I looked, quote unquote, the healthiest, I was the most unhealthy I've ever been. Yeah. Because I was in adrenal fatigue. I was barely sleeping. I was so anxious all the time. I was... I was agoraphobic. I was scared of all these different foods and ingredients. Like I was vegan, gluten-free, 
all the things. Oh my goodness. And it just really affected my quality of life. And I realize now that, yes, they're like, I definitely gained like the quarantine 19 or whatever they're saying, like during <laughs> um, when we first shut down. And, and I realized that the only body that I get to like be in is this body. And if I don't just witness it and love it fully, then what's the point, right? Like, why, why should we sit and just pick apart our bodies? Mm -hmm. What's the point of that? That doesn't help anyone. It literally helps zero people to hate your body. The thing is, is that when you start loving your body, you see it in a different light. And it brings this self-confidence and this beauty into your life. And and that's really just my entire message. It's just like looking at yourself from a place of love instead of a place of hate. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And it I changes everything. And I feel like uh, the minute where I can accept that it's not always going to be the same body and that's okay. So I just because I've had like so many different weights and so many different looks and there's one saying that a lot of um, uh, people say that they feel is positive, but I always am not, I'm not the biggest fan of the saying, but that it's on the inside that counts because I feel as if then it implies that the outside doesn't look good and and so I it, it's yeah. always one saying that I've al- always had a problem with because I was like wait great I have a good inside but I also think I have a good outside too so like just because I'm like a curvier person doesn't mean that it's just the inside that counts right so anyway so I I think that my work that I try to do with my self-love is is uh, acknowledge that you can love multiple versions of yourself like even the times where we were our most insecure maybe those are the times that we learn something else or maybe the time where I was my biggest or smallest like it's it's just uh, something that I struggle with is like the the different self that I am. Yeah. So what are what are some things that you would suggest for people that are just starting into the self-love journey? Little things every day that you can do. Like, are there little things that would just help? Absolutely. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so I have a... Um, a really beautiful strategy that you will not forget because it's my name. It's the Paul strategy. And it's something that you can use because the reality is, is that we, we get to take full responsibility for our self-love journey. We get to take full responsibility for our life. When we take responsibility for all the actions and stop blaming other people for whatever's going on in our life, it's liberating. So the Paul strategy is a four-part strategy. It's an acronym, and you can use it whenever you're faced with feeling flustered, you're feeling scared, alone, anxious, you name it. So P stands for presence. Get present with what's going on for you, right? It's really easy, once again, to focus on everyone else. Like blame, blame, blame. Point your finger out at everyone else. Pointing your finger back in. Get present with what's going on with your body, right? Like when... Stacy, for instance, when you were struggling with not fitting into the Halloween costume, like, yes, you were hyperventilating, you're emotional, but what was going on in your body? Like, not what your head was thinking, because your head is your ego. What was going on with your body? Your body was probably just like, it's okay, it's all good, we've got another Halloween costume. Who really knows? But um, that's getting present with what's going on for you inside, not externally, internally, like what's going on inside that's it's so, what, what's on the inside that matters so weird that you say that because i literally like i actually ended up like sewing it and making it even better than it was before and now it fits me perfectly but i remember my head i said to myself 
and I felt my body and I was like, do you feel uncomfortable body? And my body was like, no, like I was fine. So it was fully my head telling me that to be crazy in that moment. And I was sitting there and I'm like, do I feel physically uncomfortable right now? No. So why am I so upset? Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you get very present with how you're feeling. And then um, the next step is A, get accountable. Accountable. Hold yourself accountable for those feelings because they are yours. They're no one else's. They're yours. Regardless of whether or not someone inflicted those on you, you decided to take them on as your own. Yeah. So you hold yourself accountable because you're the only one who can get yourself out of this mess. And then the next step is you, unconditional acceptance unconditionally accept that you are exactly where you are meant to be. This is happening for you, not to you. Life is happening for you, not to you. What can you learn from the Halloween costume incident? What can you learn from your parents telling you that you only have two choices, the college or the army? What can you learn from your boss not giving you the promotion and giving it to someone else? What can you learn from that? Because there's something that you are meant to learn from that. And then the final piece is L, love. Wrapping yourself up in a warm, fuzzy blanket of love because you have to love yourself through the hard times to get to the good times. And if you're not loving yourself through the process, then what comes up? Shame, blame, feeling wrong, negative self-talk, self-doubt, not making the things happen. So just choose love in in every sense of the word. Choose love. Yeah, so that's the Paul strategy. <gasps> I Do you, love. Are the you Paul obsessed strategy. with the Paul strategy? I am. Yes. I'm gonna get a tattoo on my forehead just saying P A U L. Perfect. Into it. That's oh, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting um, meeting someone else that can help um, pump you up. Like when when people send us messages or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you made me feel so much better about my body today," or whatever. I always appreciate that so much because we then feel this moment and go, "Paul is doing that for us, right?" Yeah. So it's also making me realize how important it is to support other people when they're going through their insecure times. Just just to be reminded. I feel like sometimes people know the right thing and how they're how. Um, they can feel to feel better but it, it really does help when someone sits there and reminds mm-hmm. you of it right like yeah no for sure and we can do that for each other sometimes but it almost works better when it's a stranger well and that's why I, I recently well I say recently no like a, like maybe two years ago started going to um, counseling therapy yeah yeah therapy and I'm like this is is the best thing of all time. And I think that every single person should go to therapy. If you don't think you have any problems or anything you want to talk about, you will find something and go there and it's epic (laughs) and I love it. And then even that, I got busy and I stopped and I'm like so mad at myself for doing that. And But I'm still, I'm saying I'm mad at myself, but I'm still not doing anything about it. But just sitting there and being able to like, talk about yourself for an hour and just talk openly and 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 have a stranger there in front of you telling you that it's okay and it's normal and all that stuff is just like so empowering and so like it's Mm. like it's almost like adrenaline and that's what's happening right now (laughs) i create a, a pocket of energy for that and give it to give it to my clients wholeheartedly and then i do a lot of self care i take if not daily, at least five times a week, I take a bath in the morning just to take my t- t- for my time, like lots of Epsom salt to put like roses in the bath. I've been le- re- recently like 
pouring coconut milk on my yes. body while I'm in the bath. <laughs> That's amazing. And it shows the confidence that you have in your self-love um, is really showing me how important it is. Because, like, I was thinking of this as as you were saying to, like, mom today. So I was visiting my mom today and we were sitting on the couch watching, like, a TV show for a couple hours together. And she said, oh, I feel, I can't believe it's, like, 11 a.m. and we still haven't done anything today I feel so guilty and I was like so offended I was like uh you've been hanging out with your daughter like that's not that is something and but then I realized in our families and you too Kayla um if we're not doing something we feel uh guilty about it because we don't feel like we're being productive but it's the times that like you're pouring coconut milk on your body that <laughs> sometimes you can just chill for a second just relax for one second and realize that those are just as important and it's really showing Going through your confidence, why? Why it's important? Because how how would you be able to help us if you didn't pour coconut milk on yourself? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. Listen, I get it. I just bought another six pack. Of coconut yeah, milk you're gonna need it after us. <laughs> Listen, well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up this thing about productivity. Spending time with your mom—that's self care, right? That's that's self care. Your mom is just like. Oh, we sh- I should be doing something else. I should be doing something else. Because she's thinking that, that, that time with you, that self-care moment, it's just null and void. Right. If you're going and get your hair done and the entire time you're worrying about how much it's going to cost or all of the things you should be doing or really you should be taking care of other people instead of yourself, that is... There was no you point in the well hair appointment. Yeah. Hair yeah, yeah, No point in the hair appointment. Yeah. If you're getting your nails done and you're scrolling through Instagram and you're just like so caught up in what everyone else is doing, instead of focusing on this beautiful act of self-care, you might as well just walk out of the salon. It's wasted time mm-hmm. and wasted money. Yeah. And this is like a mind-blowing blow, moment for a lot of people because they realize that they've been hashtagging their self-care as self-love and really not doing a damn thing when it comes to self-love. So I know no, you're you're wondering, well, how do I self-love while I'm self-caring? Great question. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. I'll give you the answer. Great. You don't need like can't should I interview myself yeah. next time? Um three things that you can do today to start self-loving yourself through your self-care. First things first, the most impactful thing you can do is leave your phone and social media out of it. Yeah. Leave your phone and social media out of it. No one needs to see you getting your nails done. No one needs to see you with your face mask on. I know it's super trendy right now, <laughs> but taking that picture and posting it is taking away from the time that you are doing with yourself. And this is like a massive learning for me because I make my living showing self-love and self-care. So I get to, I don't take my phone into the bathroom anymore when I'm about to take a bath. Yeah. I used to like Instagram while I was in the bath and talk and it's just like, no, that time is for me. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you can do, you can make a list of things that you're grateful for in your head. Or if you have your phone with you, type up a list of things you're grateful for. I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay for this nail appointment. I'm so grateful that I have the time to get my hair done. I'm so grateful that my body can move enough to work out. These are things that you can do during your self-care to bring that self-love moment into it. And then the final thing you can do is just um, focus on your breath and connect a really easy I am mantra to it. So when I say the word an I am mantra, what I mean is you think I am on your inhale and a powerful word that will connect you to that self-love. So whether it be I am safe, I am worthy, I am accepted, 
I am beautiful. I am pretty. I am handsome. I am enough. Whatever it is, you think the I am on your breath, on the inhale, and you exhale and you think the word. I was like breathing and exhaling on every word that you said. And like, I've never felt better. <laughs> like, it's just making me like love my sister, love myself more, love this stranger. Like, how much do you appreciate that this stranger is talking to us and making us feel certain things in another country through a computer screen? That is freaking trippy and crazy to think about like that I is know. insane I, and your ugh, your point on like the social media that that makes me so sad because i do sometimes f- like will i'll realize and be like i did not I, for this last hour i've been sitting here flipping through instagram when i could have been appreciating my fiance it's just really interesting to me because this is coming from a woman who said that she doesn't have time no i know she spent oh my God. 60 minutes <laughs> So scrolling stressed. on Instagram. No, don't be stressed. I know, Paul. Except that, no, I would take, from what I'm taking from Paul right now, I would go, instead of being stressed and feeling guilty about it, I would go, oh, I appreciate that now I can maybe see that and yeah. understand that. And like, you're, um, you're smart enough to know these things and that, and that you actually have the opportunity to improve is a blessing in disguise. Am I right, Paul? Did I do a good job? You're yes. right. You're right. All I, all I am is a mirror holding up to you. You know all of you this. Know all you of know it. all yes. of this about yourself. Mm-hmm. The idea that instead of scrolling on social, you could be up dancing or you could be enjoying your fiance or you could be <laughs> with your boys or you could be taking a bath or something. That's unknown. It's all unknown. We're so scared of the unknown because we've never experienced it before. So your brain is just trying to keep you safe by doing the things that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hurt or die scrolling on social media, but maybe you could get hurt or die when you're up dancing or (laughs) you're in the bathtub, like self-caring. We don't know because we've never done it. Mm -hmm. And that's what our brain, which is 2,000 years old, is saying when it keeps us in the same cycle of self-sabotage and negative self-talk because we know what it feels like so we can handle it. Yeah. yeah, I know we asked you this last minute, but do you have uh, like an embarrassing confession? And maybe I don't even know if embarrassing is the right word now talking to Paul Fishman. But like, I would love to share something really vulnerable. Yes, okay, I'm love that. Humanizing. Yes, 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 How yes, yes, yes. Okay, love great. it. So do you have a vulnerable and humanizing confession? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. And also will kind of um, pull down the veil of this like I'm any better than anyone else because I have more Instagram followers than them or I'm more successful than anyone else because I have more Instagram followers than that. Okay. Uh, so a week before last, I had a launch for my my flagship program, The Self-Love Diet. It is um, a guided group coaching program to teach people how to habitually nourish the devotion to their individuality. So I did all of the things that my business coach taught me how to do, set it all up, And, you know, I have um, almost 28,000 Instagram followers and uh, a hefty email list. And I went through all the motions, opened the cart, and not a single person signed up. Not a single person signed up, okay? And this is my third time doing this to myself where, I mean, I've had people sign up in the past, but it's just like it didn't work out the way that I was planning on it, the way that I had hoped placed expectations on. And it was really hard for me at first because, A, I had invested like 
every last cent I had into the the launch and like third time I'd done that to myself as well. My husband was like, Paul, when are we going to stop on the cycle? Because like, <laughs> I'm like really tired of you like being like having all of the money in the bank and then putting yeah. it all into Facebook yeah. ads. Like I'm really done with that. Freaking Facebook and ads. I was just I hate like, them. So, so annoying. So annoying. Um, and, and it really was a moment for me to witness in myself that I'm always learning and it's okay. And that Everything is happening for me. And most importantly, that I am always taken care of. You know, I have so many friends who have like the six. I had a friend who had a seven-figure launch last month. Wow. And she teaches the same stuff that I teach. And I'm like, why does she get to have that? But I don't. Yeah. And that's where I turn into a compared Ashian. I'm comparing myself to, every, to everyone else. And it's just not a cute look on me. <laughs> it's not a cute look on anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Ultimately, I share this because you never know what's really going on with people. Yes. You never know. So comparing yourself to other people, looking to someone and thinking that you're less than because they have more Instagram followers than you or they've been they have a a top 100 podcast or whatever it is. It None of that matters. Remember when we went on America's Got Talent and I was like, we're going to be famous. Like, I was like, we're going to go on this reality TV show. We're going to become famous. And this is my big break. I learned very quickly that, no, the episode happened and then it goes away and then you don't become famous because there's like a thousand million people on that show. Right. And I remember it's so annoying annoying. (laughs) what you expect. It doesn't happen, but it doesn't that's going to happen all your life. And it's how you deal with it. So how did you deal with that emotionally when you when you saw that nobody signed up? Did you did you cry yourself to sleep? Did you have to give yourself a talk like (laughs) (laughs) like and still am so many can't. Can't go into the shower still without crying. Yeah, perfect. Um, I deal with it by being open about yeah. it. You know, like I believe that if my launch had went the way I'd planned, then some something wouldn't have worked out the way that I wanted yeah. it to. I wasn't at the place where I could hold the space for the amount of people that I wanted to welcome into yeah. the community. So, and and yes, you know, it's scary times. Like, how's Paul going to pay his rent? It's unclear, <laughs> but we still have a few days. We still have a few days. And also, Kayla, did you want to sign up? For yeah. Because Don't worry. Can you pay my rent? Thank you. I will help you a lot with a lot of things, but can you please pay my rent? And this is the thing. Like, you know, engagement doesn't pay your rent. It doesn't pay your rent. I know. It's so, so funny. So full circle moment. Stop comparing yourself to people who are supposedly are more successful than you because you never know what they're really going through. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much for making it. First of all, making us feel all the feelings that we feel right now. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for being honest opening up like just telling us what you do and I like I feel like there's so many more stories there's we could have talked about there's too much there's yeah, too like much too yeah. overwhelmed. this is, would have been a, like a 10 hour podcast whatever so so that people can keep learning from you yeah. and like hearing you and everything can you tell everybody where they can find you yes you can find me um, on Instagram at Paul Fishman it's my first name Paul last name Fish like the things that swim in the sea <laughs> man like me. (laughs) And uh, my website is paulfishman.love. And that quiz I was talking about is paulfishman.love forward slash quiz. Or you can get that mantra forward slash mantra. Nice. And I have a podcast called The Road to Self Love. You're like amazing. And I already like when you were on, when I listened to you on Caitlin Bristow's podcast, I'm like, I felt like I just like knew you already. And like this just proves to me like you are who you are 
are. Who you say you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, you thank you. you. You do you. Paul Fishman, Absolutely. everybody. I hope you guys felt as pumped as we did. We'll talk to you soon. I have to call my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Because we love and what we do without a doubt. So we want to thank you for taking the time, Mo. So here we go. We bust in. We bust in a rhyme, Mo. This is our podcast. We're here to stay. My name is Kayla. This is Stacy K. Okay, that... Uh... I have to call my sister. Hey, hey, you there. Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. It here first. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey-ho.